Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Edmonton Oil Kings press conference today at 11. Team will fly tomorrow on a charter uh, to the Memorial Cup in St. John, New Brunswick, and they will be the favorite for that event. Uh, over the course of the last few days, we've had Jake Neighbors and Caden Gooley as well as uh, Justin Sortoff on the show, and we'll have updates every day from the Memorial Cup next week as well on Oilers Now. Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years for a menu. And a list of their 15 Edmonton and area locations go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The staff recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. Without further ado, we are pleased to be joined, according to Puckpedia, by an NHL agent that has the third largest uh, book in terms of uh, volume of dollars on clients of any agency out there. Jerry Johansson, back on the show from the Sports Corporation. Is that a good thing that I mentioned that, Jerry, or a bad thing? Well, like I said, don't tell my wife, Bob, because she thinks we have more money than we do. So that would be, maybe keep that quiet. Okay. Uh, no one listens to the show, Jerry, so don't okay. worry. I, I, used okay. to have, I used to have a guy that I worked with with the Oilers, and he used to tell me, remind me all the time of how relatively insignificant I was. And I told him, it's bad enough that I hear about that in my own household, but to hear that from you. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put your phone number. I'm going to uh, say on the air, look, if you want Oilers tickets for this game, you contact this individual from the Oilers office at this cell number and he will find out just how insignificant perfect I think you should yeah I think a lot of people are listening to you Bob oh well thank you flattery will get you everywhere Jerry I gotta ask you this uh Bill Zito uh was uh with Acme for a long time uh uh, they, of course, as you know, are now part of Wasserman with Jeff Jackson, but Zil- Bill Zito was an NHL agent before he went to work for Columbus. Uh, Kent Hughes was with Cortex before he became the general manager of the Montreal Canadiens. You have one of the largest books out there. Have you ever thought about crossing the floor and becoming an NHL general manager? Well, that's, you know, funny enough, we talk about it sometimes. Scott Bonner and I talk about that, and, uh, you know, it would certainly be a, a, a fun challenge. Um, you know, the only problem is I really enjoy this business, so and it's going pretty well. So it's you know, you, you we might talk about it over a beer kind of thing, but that's about as far as it gets. But uh, but certainly Ken Hughes and Bill Zito, I know both guys well. They're they're doing a really good job. Like they're, I think the way that we live the business is just a little bit different. It's very similar to what the teams go through, but you know, we see best practices, and you know, we're you know, it's all about player acquisition, and we're really involved with players. So. The, you know, we do have a pretty interesting take on it. One thing that has been communicated to me over the years, Jerry, dating all the way, and I'm going to go all the way back to the mid-2000s, was that when you do a deal with Jerry Johansson, you want to do another deal with him. And you've got some pretty good deals. And, and frankly, I look at some of the contracts you've been able to get guys and, and, and thought you hammered the teams. So was is, was is there an approach to, in terms of best of practices, in terms of maybe just being 
never I, never being yeah. confrontational, I guess, in terms of the negotiation. Like, do you think that benefit? Because you kind of come across as being a nice guy instead of being adversarial, and as a result, you get, do you think you get better deals for your clients? Well, I think I think if you're realistic about what you have, you know, I think it's a lot. It's a good place to start. And I, I've said this before, but I really do respect what teams are going through. Like I, I, I have a really clear understanding what GMs and assistant GMs and scouts, the pressure they're under, the job that they have in front of them. And I think if you, you know, if you understand what the teams are going through, you're starting sort of on second base, if you will, you know, because they do have a tough job. And and I think in our business, it's easy to get caught up in your own situation but you do have to have some respect for for what the teams are going through good and bad and if you start there i think you know the conversation flows a little better all right last uh, saturday night elliot freeman reported that uh duncan keith and mike smith were being given some time by Oilers general manager ken holland on deciding whether or not they want to retire uh they both got a year left in their term uh, you did not negotiate the initial Keith deal, but you picked him up last summer. Have you got anything further to that on uh, on where Duncan's headspace is at? Well, just a couple things. One, one. I mean, just to recap, I mean, Edmonton was his first choice by far to come from Chicago. And I will say Duncan loved it here. He really did. And this is a guy that played, you know, obviously in the heyday in Chicago, but he was just really really happy with coming here and couldn't say enough good things and and i think like any player that's older uh, you know i think he just wants to give his body some time with with understanding the pressure of the timelines that the oilers are under um and i really don't know what he's going to do but i do know one thing he's a smart guy and he knows his body and i think he just has to as a 39 year old make sure that he's got the the juice if he's going to come back and so you know i think in pretty near future we'll have an understanding of that so i look at duncan and he's a hall of fame defenseman who's won two norris trophies sometimes those guys and i look at chris chelios he played till he was 48 and he his body was his temple and Duncan had his own uh, nap, whatever they call it, backpack, knapsack, whatever you want. He had his own stuff on the planet. Like, this guy was uh, to be in the level of conditioning that he was. And they did decelerate his minutes this year. He didn't have to play 23 or 24 in Edmonton because Darnell was here. Like, like Jerry, I, I, I got to tell you, when you initially picked him up, I thought, okay, he does his two years, and then maybe he does, you know, sort of a year-by-year thing where he, you know, and he doesn't have to play all the time in the top. Up for is that out of the realm of possibility for him down the road? Well, I can tell you one thing about Duncan. Like he is a machine. Like Brent Seabrook is a machine, and he talks about Duncan with reverence. Like he says, this guy is the best conditioned athlete he's ever seen, and Seabs has seen some athletes. So I know one thing about Duncan. He's going to give it some real thought, and uh, if he says he can play, I'm sure he can because he's a he's a he's a well he's a he's a super athlete. In your opinion, when you look at the situation in Edmonton, if Duncan Keith and, and I I think like Spec thinks it's eighty five fifteen. He's coming back. I said, you know, 70, 30, 75, 25, whatever the case. You know, I think he's probably going to play. Does that does that matter since you also represent Brett Kulak? Would that, if Duncan came back, would that, you know, make it more difficult to get Brett re-signed here in Edmonton? Or do you think it, it, it's, it's not really a factor uh, based on Kulak's performance? Because it's funny, Montreal had Sherratt that went to Florida and Kulak that went to the Oilers. 
and it went way better for Brett here at Edmonton, and the Oilers got way more out of their asset that they uh, that Florida gave up a number one to get Sherrod. The, the Oilers gave up a two to get Kulak, and the Canadians retained some money. He played pretty well for this team, Jerry. Yeah, I think he did too. He really liked it here as as well, and I think Duncan Keith back makes everybody want to come here. Like I think you know, in a dressing room, you need guys like Duncan Keith. Like it's important, and what they do on the ice obviously is really important. But they bring so much more to it. So, you know, I, I think Brett playing with someone like Duncan is a positive all around. You know, so I think you know whether Dunk decides to come back or not. I, I think you know I know Brett's going to give really serious consideration to resigning here. There, we got lots of work to do yet. It's early, but um, yeah, I know having Duncan in your dressing room is a good thing and on the ice. Have you spoken? Have you had a sit down yet with Ken Holland? Yeah, we've chatted a few times. So, yep, he's, we've, we're, we're, you know, Ken, you know, Ken is awesome. Like, you know, talk about, you know, our window into the teams, like working with guys like, you know, Ken Holland and, you know, Lou Lamarillo and Doug Armstrong. It's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, Ken is, Ken is one of the most charming guys I know for sure. I, I basically could spend all day talking to that guy, but we did talk about Brett and obviously they want him back. And, and, uh, you know, there's some challenges obviously that Edmonton has, but, I know they're on it, and it's just going to be a little bit of time, I think, and just uh, like normal, just sort of get into that conversation and then, you know, get Brett engaged in that and see where we end up. From the sports corporation, uh, some would call him super agent, uh, Jerry Johansson. He would not call himself that. Jerry, how closely are you following the Edmonton goaltending situation? Because you've got a couple guys that are RFAs that might be looking for a a starter's job, uh, and you've also got a guy that is – is Copley out of Washington? Is he a UFA or uh, an RFA? He's a UFA at the end of the year. So, or, or whatever the date is now, it's the end of the year, but July, whatever the new date is, I can't even remember. But yeah, he's, um, you know, he, he, he should be out in the market. And, uh, you know, um, Alex Gregoriev in, in New York, I think, will be available at some point here. So, you know, there's like, you know, like every year, there's, there's some good prospects out there. And I know. You know, obviously, you know, the goaltending here was good. I know Skinner is really good. I don't know him, but I know he's been great. And obviously Mike Smith was was pretty solid as well. But, uh, but yeah, like all the teams, we got lots of good players, Bob, for them. Yeah. Sometimes they believe us, sometimes they don't, but that's fair. All right. Well, just, uh, you know, you've also got uh, Mrazek's with the Leafs still, is he not? That's correct, Okay. Yeah. And there's been lots of discussion about him. Do you have uh, Vichanek or the guy in Washington? Vitek Vanacek, yep, Vanacek. 100%. Yep, yep. Yeah. And so he's he's still there. And But, but you know, like the goaltending situation is pretty fluid the last couple of years. Like there's a few guys that really are established. And, and um, you know, but lots of these guys, I think, you know, coming here would be would be good if, if you need them. I mean, right now, I think, you know, the goaltending is, here has been, yeah, I know it's a little inconsistent, but I think it's been pretty solid. And I think the team's maturing for whatever that's worth. And, and certainly Ken and Keith Gretzky and those guys are right on it. So I'm pretty confident they'll they'll make the right decisions. We're joined by Jerry Johansson. You know the one guy that our fans bring up a lot that you have that's on a team that, you know, that they're, they're – they were a playoff team three or four years ago. They're not right now. Is Elvis Merzlikins? There's a lot of guys, and it, it, this actually stems all the way back to when he played for Latvia. Uh, they're like, this guy's a good goalie, and uh, he—I mean—he yeah. stoned the Oilers in that afternoon game. Uh, that was the last game they lost in the regular season. I mean, he—he's—he's. He's, <laughs> you get? Do you ever get guys sniffing around a bit, asking whether or not you think Columbus might move him? 
Well, yeah, I, I think we do, but also in our business, you also know Columbus is probably going to hang on to him because Yarmo's pretty smart too. So I don't think he's going to let him go. Yeah. But uh, if you ever could get him, boy, that'd be a good get because Elvis is, has been a good goalie for a long time. And as you get to know him as a kid, like a lot of our guys, he's just a real pro. And, uh, you know, he's just going to get better. So uh, I have a feeling he's not going anywhere. But, boy, if you ever could get him, that would be a good get. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, you had Kosa and Wallstadt in the draft last year. Yeah, I, I think those two teams are pretty happy with the guys they got. Yeah, they're both. Yeah, they got bright futures. Very different in a way, like you know how their personality is, but very unique. And I, I you know, I'm, I, you know, Sebastian and, and Jesper both are. I think are going to have long careers, and hoping that Sebastian can bring home the the trophy for the, for the league and for Edmonton. Now, uh, you did play in the WHL yourself. And did were you not involved in a fairly infamous moment WHL history with Brian Maxwell? I don't remember, Bob. Okay. I have one thing I have learned is selective memory is a very valuable thing. I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. And thank God it's on VHS and nobody has it anymore, so I don't want to see it. So yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not a proud of a lot of things that happened in the past. So let's leave it at that. Well, you were a tough so, guy in the WHL. Yeah. Maxie well, Maxi was Maxie and I were close. We he's one of my good friends. I haven't seen him in a long time, but when we run into each other after we we get along great. So okay. the things you do in the heat of the moment, not very bright. So. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with coaches having a little bit of an exchange. Yeah, it was just a friendly conversation. Yeah, of course, you didn't yeah. know that it became unfriendly. That was part of the problem. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. Oh, I didn't say I was smart back then. I can tell you that. I'm not sure if I'm any smarter, but I'm not as dumb as I was yeah. at the very least. Well, that's that's the one thing. The older you get, the more you realize, the less you know. We're joined by Jerry Johansson from the Sports Corporation. Hey, Jerry, it is the NHL draft this year. Um I, I, I got to tell you, I haven't dug in as much in past years, just partially because Edmonton obviously went three rounds. And the other part of it is the owners right now only have one pick in the first four rounds, which is a late first-round pick. On the first-round pick front, how many uh, kids does do you guys think you could potentially have going uh, in the opening round of the draft? Well, thanks to my partner, Scott Bonner, and, and, and our group, I think we're going to have probably five this year. So yeah, it's gonna be and it's gonna be good. We have you know Matt Savoy and Dent Matejchuk and a uh, Kaczynski, a defenseman out of Seattle from Saskatoon, is a really good player. And you know we got uh, Jonathan Lekaramaki uh, out of Sweden, and then we got the big guy from Slovakia, Yuri Slavkovsky. So all five pretty good, and we got some really good players. You know Jordan Gustafson, a local boy here who played in Seattle, and we got some really good players. in, you know as we all know in the second, third, fourth rounds, there's a lot to you know a lot lot of good players to be picked there and what message would you send to uh, you know uh, parents that are maybe listening right now that have got kids that maybe thought their kids were going to go higher in the WHL Bantam draft and that sort of thing uh, you know I, I know you, you because you start recruiting kids these days at 13 14 years of age and it doesn't always necessarily line up with the way the teams are thinking in the league sometimes and and can you do you have to tell the kids sometimes, don't worry about where you're drafted? Well, I'll tell you what, Bob, I don't know what I know, but there's one thing I know for sure, and that is it does not matter where you get picked. I mean, the, the draft is really just a moment in time. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, all these players, whether they're especially at the Bantam age and, and, and certainly at the NHL age, they, they've got, they're just starting their development. And so Colton Pareko misses the draft one year and then is a third-round pick. Braden Point's a third-round pick. 
you know, the story goes on and on. So these kids are all works in progress. And, uh, you know, in that moment in time where they're selected, and I understand why people put emphasis on that, because it's one of the few things they can actually see to measure where they're at. But it it doesn't really mean a lot. If you talk to any pro guy uh, that's uh, played in the NHL and they ask him about the draft, they'll tell you the same thing. They laugh about it. It was kind of a big deal at the time. But they'll tell you the draft doesn't matter. There's two kinds of players, guys that play and guys that don't. How you get there is just your story. All right. I am going to read one text from a listener, Haji. He's taking me to task. He's saying, Bob, (laughs) can you ask Jerry without blowing smoke up our (laughs) you-know-whats? If the Leon and Connor effect has actually made a difference in NHL players considering Edmonton, it seems like whenever a potential player is mentioned, they still have Edmonton on a list of their no-trade destinations. I guess we shouldn't ask questions we don't want to hear the answer to, but perhaps it will lend some credence to the moves or lack thereof that Ken Holland has made. How would you respond to like, yeah. has, well, has, go for it. It's a good question. I'm back in the honest with you. I've got my, my, I don't think I have any players that don't want to be in Edmonton. I mean, I think really, you know, the, the problem in the league is really cap dollars. Like what do you, what do you have to spend? But I, I think like Duncan Keith loved it here, you know, really loved it. And I think that players understand you that. You had Milan you know, Lucic. Milan, yeah, he was pumped to sign here. Obviously, that didn't really work out as well, but he was so excited to be here. And so I don't think it's an issue of playing at Edmonton at all. Has I it helped, Jerry, has it helped the, the orders getting McDavid and Dreisaitl? Oh, yeah, two of the best players in the world. Like, you know, you guys with those two guys and, and you know, your, your contender, a potential Stanley Cup winner every year. Like, you know, it's just a matter of putting the pieces around them and how they fit and, you know, what they cost and all that other stuff, which is awful tricky to do, you know. And uh, the, the problem is, you know, everybody wants good players too and everybody's trying to fill out their roster. So it's, it's like everything in this business, very competitive, you know. But I think Edmonton's a destination for a lot of guys. Okay, I'll ask you one more. I lied. Uh, without naming the player, have you had a player currently under contract that the current NHL organization has given permission for you to talk to Ken Holland about uh, about a potential trade? A player from another team under contract with that club? Uh, I think, do I have a player? That's a good question. I don't... Not that jumps out at me. Like, there's a couple of guys I think we know aren't going to be back, so we're talking, you know, we talk about them, but they're more obvious. Yeah. But I don't think there's anybody, unless I'm missing something, that's a signed player that they're trying to move that we've got the green light. But but those are conversations we have with teams all the time. So it could be something I just know it doesn't jump to mind. Okay. Jerry, great stuff. Much appreciate the time. Thank you for joining us here in Oilers Now. Best of luck in the draft. Awesome. Thank you, Bob. You bet. That is Jerry Johansson. He's based in Edmonton with the Sports Corporation. And, yes, we're getting texters here. Uh, I didn't get a chance to get all of the... uh, op, uh, all of the texts that came in uh, for the questions on Jerry, but thank you very much. A couple of people pointing out, yeah, Jerry, currently, according to the agent leaderboard, which is uh, supplied by Puckpedia and Hart Levine, uh, Jerry Johansson with $525 million worth of total valuation of active contracts, which is the third largest in, of all agents in the business right now. Not bad for a guy based in Edmonton out of Western Canada. All right, we are in the final four minutes of Oilers now. We will uh, tell you at this time 
that we're going to go to this day in Oilers history for New West Travel. And back in the 630 Chad Studios, I think he's still there kicking around, is Cody Jansen. Well, hey, Bob. Yeah, of course I'm still around. we got to go back to 2006. Great year, wasn't it? The Oilers, game number six, they pummeled the Hurricanes 4-0 in the Stanley Cup final in front of an electric crowd at Rexall Place. Fernando Pisani actually had the game winner, and it came a buck 45 into the first period. It was on the power play, too. Yeah, it was awesome being in the building that night. The building was shaking, and I remember when I went and watched uh, uh, the game back, Bob Cole didn't talk for the final minute. He just let the crowd take over. It was a, a special, special moment. Uh, during the season, all season long, the Oilers Now lineup report is brought to you on game days by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. Find your dream home, sell your old home, sold today, edmonton.ca. Reed Wilkins has inside sports tonight. And that's from 6 until 8 uh, p.m., of course. Yep. Curtis Lazar's on the show. Oh, Kurt, he is a free agent. Anybody else that he's got tonight, do you know? Yeah, former Elks long snapper Ryan King, uh, PGA Tour Canada player Jacob Solomon, and uh, from the Ranch Golf and Country Club, Murray McCourt. You know, Reed used to have fun with me because I'd have Rob Dom on the show once in a while. Ryan King has appeared more on Reed's show than any guy I know. I just, I'm going to point that out. He must be a heck of an interview because he's got a carry read every time that he's got him on. Just kidding, buddy. All right. Uh, yes, that's Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins tonight from 6 to 8 p.m. And Reed would be laughing at that. No worries. Tomorrow, the Elks are in action against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Brendan Escott. Uh, we'll have the countdown to the kickoff show beginning at 6 p.m. Morley uh, and uh, Dave Campbell, Morley Scott, as well as uh, Blake Dermott, all part of the broadcast team with Brendan S. Scott this season. We will tell you that up next is a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson and then Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3. 6.30 Chad Afternoons with guest host Ted Henley from 3 to 6 today. I will be back at you at noon on Monday. Guests will include Rob Brown, as well as John Shannon and Kurt Hill, the GM of the Emmett's Oil Kings. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.